You know, so many people looking on Instagram or wherever, whatever social media platform you have, a lot of people will judge and say, oh, well, she never faced any obstacles. Like her life looks perfect. She's lucky. But what people like don't see is the obstacle, you know, like is the obstacle, but you kept going after that's really it guys. Like everybody's going to face obstacles and challenges along the way with whatever you want in life. But the difference between somebody who is successful is the person that keeps going and never gives up. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Noelle. I am so excited to have you on today. I have your issue right here. For those of you that cannot see and that are just listening to this podcast, Noelle is our May and June cover athlete, and she's our first ever strong fitness cover search winner. And Noelle, your story... I mean, totally stood out to us. And that's why you are here with us today. And I cannot wait to dig deep into your story of, you know, perseverance over many obstacles that you have faced in your life and throughout your fitness career. So thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with me today and, and talking all the things. Thank you. It's a complete honor. Before I saw you, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, you follow me back on Instagram. Yeah. Um, you have been such a great motivation for me before I even met you. And I'm very grateful to watch your journey or listen to the tips that you have for us and taking that and applying it to my business for the past year or two that I've been following you. And then I just remember the day that you followed me back. I was like, she noticed, she followed me back. You know what, I must be doing something right. And this was even before I found out that I was the cover search winner. So I just want to thank you for your influence and the impact that you have had on my business all the way here in Philadelphia. Oh, that's such an honor. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I mean, when I said your story stood out, it was like you, you've been a survivor of two devastating car accidents. I mean, you, we're going to go into all of this, but you know, you've, you opened up your gym, which you are in right now. I mean, you showed me a little sneak peek of your gym that you're sitting in right now, but you opened it up right before the pandemic hit, right? Like, and that's how your article starts off in the May and June issue is like, you sitting in your car and bawling your eyes out. Can you talk about like how you felt and how quickly you pivoted? 
during the pandemic after opening up this new brand new gym location and being so excited about it. <laughs> so the second devastating accident that we'll we'll dive into literally mm-hmm. happened six months before I opened my gym. Okay. So I already got over the hurdle of being on that bed rest and getting my memory back, doing everything it is that I need to do so that I can open this gym by January 2nd, 2020. And I did it with the willpower of friends and family through the, the little small parts of my brother coming here and anchoring my TRXs, everybody coming together to make sure that I open this gym. It was like flying on clouds. We'll dive in more about me being an archaeologist and how flying on clouds felt to me, but I was flying on clouds. And then people were like, oh, we got to use hand sanitizer all the time. And I had like this little gathering and they're like, they say COVID. And I'm like, what is COVID? I didn't really, they were like, oh, they're going to shut us down. I was like, America, it would never happen. And here in America. And then the news went out that gyms and everything had to shut down and I just remember I said no way I just overcame this hurdle and three years I've already been in business by this time and I finally opened up my gym and this happened and it was it was kind of like a why me moment even though I know the entire world was dealing with it it was like why me and at that point I was like is fitness not supposed to be what I'm supposed to be in. Why do I have to always face these different obstacles just to be comfortable in what it is that I'm doing? And I remember I just got this car because I had the accident and I got this Kia Rio. And my mother told me, she said, get a $10,000 car. She said, don't try to get a fancy $30,000, $40,000 car. Get a $10,000 car because your main focus is your gym right now. So I said, if I get this car, I have to tin it out the max so here in philadelphia you can actually have tint on your car coming from new jersey we weren't really allowed to have like the front two windows tinted so i had tint all the way around in my car and it was the darkest tint it was five percent and i just remember sitting in my car and just crying and looking at the people because i was still new in the neighborhood so when people walked by they looked in it's a beautiful all pink gym And people were just looking in. And as I'm looking at the people looking in and knowing that I had to shut down, I just cried. And I was, it was like a why me moment. And I just felt like this is it. Like maybe, maybe this is what everybody got. Nobody wants me to win in this fitness field. I've been, I've heard so many downplays on my business before I even blossomed to what I am, negative comments. Oh, she'll never be anything in fitness or she's not even a real trainer. She's too small. Who would train with her? So many negative personal comments that I've got from people personally in my life. And I was like, this is what everybody wanted. I'm a failure now. And I just remember sitting so sad and dealing with the depression, even for two weeks after that, until it clicked. This isn't the end. I had to keep going. The same way how I picked my body up after that accident and worked to get to the gym is the same way I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to fight to keep this gym because I didn't want to lose it. I just got it and I refused to lose that opportunity. You know, so many people looking in on, you know, on Instagram or wherever, whatever social media platform you have, a lot of people will judge and say, oh, well, she never faced any obstacles. Like her life looks perfect. You know, she, you know, she's lucky. 
Mm. But what people like don't see is the obstacle, you know, like is the obstacle, but you kept going after that's really it guys. Like everybody's going to face obstacles and challenges along the way with whatever you want in life. But the difference between somebody who is successful is the person that keeps going and never giving up and never gives up. And you've done that so many times. I want to stick to this story right now, because like, what did you, after these two weeks, like, what did you, how did you pivot? Because you became pretty successful over the pandemic. Yes. So in the magazine, we actually talked about it and it was kind of like a full circle moment after the magazine came out. So I met a Fox producer that had me on his show that February 14th. And after I went on his show, it was Q on Fox was the show. His name is Q Deasy. And we were on there. And after I left the show, he went live on Instagram and I hopped on and told him, thank you for having me today. And I told him, I was like, you know, I want to kind of have a fitness series. What can I do to have a fitness series? And he said, get a ring light. At this time, I didn't know what ring light was. Mm -hmm. They're like, get a ring light. He was like, and start a YouTube channel. All you need is that ring light. And when he said that, I was like, you know, I want to buy me a ring light instantly. I hopped on it and got the ring light. So before the pandemic happened, I was prepared a month prior because that ring light changed my life. The news called me on March, like two weeks after the pandemic hit and was like, hey, are you doing any, any classes during the, during the shutdown? And I was like, where will I have my phone? And I remember, I was like, I have to go down to the gym because I have this ring light that makes me <laughs> awesome. And I can place my phone in one spot and people can see me from head to toe. And I said, yes, I do have a program. I told them that the day before and I made the program. And what people don't see in the background, I only had one person that came to that class when I first mm -hmm. had it. People were tight for money. Nobody really wanted to pay money when they didn't know when they were going to get their next check. So I had one person that came to that class and I started doing my online classes. I had a full schedule. And as I kind of got familiar with Zoom and, and more Facebook lives with this ring light, I kept promoting it. So I said, you know what? Let me start to create a community by having some free classes. And then I can charge people once once we figure it out, because we're all in this together. And I don't, I have a talent and I have something that people want, but I understand that we are all dealing with this whole, as an entire world, we're dealing with this together. So what can I do to help other people? And I started to do these workout classes and then I brought my instructors along and I was like, Hey, I mean, I have everything right now. We don't know when we're going to get paid again, but can you do these classes? And these instructors stuck with me and as we started to do these classes, I was like, people don't have fitness equipment at home. Three years, let's rewind three years back. I sat in a Panera Bread with my dad that you met. And he said, you know, people are going to start working out from home. My dad is a computer technologist. He owns an electrical telecommunications company. He said, people are going to start working out from home. You got to create like a subscription, something. You have your resistant bands. Make like a box where they can have workout equipment. And it took me three years for it to finally have that <laughs> light bulb turn on in my brain. A gym in a box. Yeah. It's a gym in a box. And 
I would just never forget my one breakthrough of finally making money during the pandemic. So I taught those free classes. And one day I was on the computer and I wrote everyone. I wrote Nicki Minaj, I wrote Cardi B, I wrote DJ Khaled. And I said, I have this program, I'm working out online. I would love to train such and such, you know, privately on Zoom to keep them in shape. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. And before I went to sleep that night, I was up till 5 a.m. I said, let me post on Instagram that this is when we were finally able to go to the post office. I said, let me post on Instagram that I'm doing shipments for my resistant bands. I had a few in stock. And I said, hey, I'm doing deliveries, $15 for resistant bands. If you're interested, send me a cash app. And I woke up that morning, my mother called me and she's like, hey, good morning. And she's like, did you? And then he's talking. I'm like, mom, wait, my cash app was going crazy. I said, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, People are buying all of my stuff. I got to go downstairs so I can show them that I have more things. She said, yeah, because people got their stimulus check. <laughs> and when people got their check, yeah. they supported me. Um, I didn't make money for almost a month into the pandemic. I didn't know what I was going to do because I knew I had this large overhead with my gym. I had staff. I wasn't making any money. And people started to buy. So I went downstairs. It was like an auction. I said, we have massage gun. We have sweat belts. We have remix. We have this. And people sold me out. They, they, they brought everything. And I just remember me packaging a box and putting these equipment inside. I was like, this is like me making like a, a little mini gym. And that's when I ended up creating the name Gym in a Box. I love it. You're holding She's holding up her gym in the box right now. And if you have the May, June issue, you can actually see Noelle do a workout and she's holding up her gym in the box as well. That's amazing. And I just remember calling my, my graphic designer. I was like, I have a vision. I need a design for gym in a box. And she's like, well, that's clever. She's like, what is it going to be? I was like, it's going to be everything you need. Basically, I'm going to bring you Paris Fit Studios to your home because we don't know the next time that we'll be able to walk into a gym. We were all living in the unknown, but we were also living in a time for you to be creative. Yeah, I feel like the pandemic, you either, you learned how to bake, how to become a chef, you learned how to be a dancer, you learned another language. It was time for you to be creative and, and pivot. I never really used that word before the pandemic. Yeah. So it was, I was already pivoting, right? When I went from an archaeologist, but I never used that term, but you had to learn to pivot and be quick on your foot because- We had no control. We did, you did have control if you thought about it, but you didn't have control over the outside. You had control over oh, what- you, you could control, but you didn't have control over what was going on. And that forced almost everybody to pivot, you know, mm-hmm. if you went, if you were open, right. If you were open to that. Yes. And what, what was even worse was when people got that, that check, I didn't get it. So I had, I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm going to make a stimulus check. And so I, it was something that I had to do for myself. I was like, mm-hmm. if everybody in America got a stimulus check but me, I got to figure out how I'm going to get mine. So I did everything I could in my power to sell my product. And when I tell you, my godmom always says, you have to have a product and a service. My product saved my life. 
and saved my business for the last four, three to four years. When I was on bed rest, couldn't physically work. I had to sell product. And I said, you know what? I will always be prepared if something is to happen again. And that's when I started putting a lot of my time into making Gym in a Box and making Gym in a Box perfect, right? Because when we make something the first time, it's terrible, right? And, and you, it's a great idea, but the quality isn't always there. I have a friend, her name Jenny. My first Gym in a Box, you could throw it on the ground and it broke. <laughs> and the resistance band, the, the Paris fit was peeling off, but people supported me. But my best friend said, you want to make it into stores? This quality isn't it. And I didn't talk to her for a month. I said, who does she think she is? Yeah, I didn't yeah. talk to her for a month. But my friend was right. This box is the most solid box. The resistant bands, it never peels. The, the hip bands have so much great quality. And I put my time into making quality product because I said, if the pandemic is to ever happen again, or if I'm ever to be in a situation where I can't use my body, mm -hmm. I know people will never forget Paris Fit because it's written over all of the home equipment that they're going to see each mm -hmm. and every day. I know one day I'm going to be a household name. I said that to myself. And that's when... I went forward with saying equipment and my gym is the same thing. Yeah. The same energy that I put into my physical space, I'm going to put it in my product. And I feel like it was the best decision ever because even after the pandemic, Gym in a Box has been doing great for me. It's been doing so well for me that it landed me a position in ShopRite here in Philadelphia. Wow, congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Six stores and also two fresh grocers where I sell the hip bands, the resistant bands, and also the fitness sliders. So it was that word pivot. I had mm. to pivot. And, I, and I'm not alone in that. And that's why I just hope that my story inspires people because we were all in the same situation. Nobody was better than the next person. We all, we all dealt with, with it. So it's if I went through it, I know that you can go through it because I didn't have the help. I didn't get those large loans and the, what did they have? The PPP loan and the SBA. I didn't get those loans. Mm -hmm. I wrote grants. You know, grants saved my life. Going to college and knowing how to write and putting my thoughts on paper. I wrote grants and grants is what kept my this roof at my gym here it kept it going because during that time people didn't also know I didn't get a landlord break I still yeah. had to pay yeah. to be here even yeah. though we weren't making money I still was responsible for this for this space so I just really hope that this story just inspires people it's it's not meant to make somebody feel like oh she's better than me no I wanted to I wanted to help people understand See yourself at the highest level that you can possibly see yourself and reach to be that person. And once you become that person, unlock a new level. And as you continue to unlock a new level, it's just going to motivate you to go up and up and up. And by the time you look back, it's not like, wow, this is where I used to be. I'm better than that person. It's, wow, this is who I used to be. Somebody else is here. Let me see who I can motivate to help them mm -hmm. get to level. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you because you you seem like you just go for it. 
you know, and you, and you kind of figure it out after, which I'm a big fan of. That's how, that's how I roll. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I kind of just like put my head down and focus on my own path, but through helping other coaches and other women now trying to, you know, get their fitness coaching businesses off the ground, I see a lot of people kind of focusing on what's going around them. Like, you know, what this person's doing, what that person's doing, and it can paralyze you. Yes. Do you have any tips around to like, just stay so in tune, focused on your own path and how to not let what, you know, coach Susan's doing bother you or even paralyze you from moving forward. Cause you might not think that you're as good as that person. Yeah. I'll be honest. We're human. Mm-hmm. And it happens. And if anybody says I've never done that, or that has never been me. And I'm always focused on my own self. It's a lie. And that's why I'm, I'm so grateful for the platform that I do have because people know I'm, I'm real. Yeah. What, what I do is real in this industry, especially now, right? Everybody has the huge booties in this industry. Yeah. Everybody has the, the smallest waist in this industry. And they just have the build that we want. And people that have been watching my journey, I used to be a hundred pounds as a trainer. And Right. There will be other trainers that were like really, really fit and all of that. Me being 100 pounds at my height, it, it was very small for me. It was very frail for me. And it wasn't that that was the, the size that I, I wanted to be. That was the size that I was because I was dealing with depression and I was dealing with stress. It, it was a challenge for me to gain weight. At that time, people don't know the measures that I was going through to try try to gain that weight. And so I would look on Instagram and see somebody else and kind of get discouraged because I want to look like that next person. And it's not helping. It's not working for me. But once I learned to just focus on myself and be my own body goals and do what I want to do for me, that's it. You have to believe in yourself before you want anybody else to believe in yourself. And it goes back to social media. Somebody on, on nobody on Instagram is going to show you the real them. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never. You're not. You're going to see the glitz and the glam, and they're going to show you all the happy moments. They're going to show you all, all the things that you want to see in life. I met a real, a real influencer that on social media, they are the richest being, but they live a normal, comfortable life. On social media, we get so wounded up on trying to live like that next person or be like that next boss that we see or be that next business owner, but they are all human and everybody has their own different path. You cannot try to live and fill somebody else's shoes. You have to fill your own shoes. You have to be your own person. You have to be an inspiration to yourself before you can be an inspiration to other people. You have to believe in yourself before anybody can believe in you. And I feel like once people focus on them, focus on your business, focus on what you're doing, don't look at what anybody else is doing. Because when you start to look at what somebody else is doing, you get distracted Mm -hmm. from a bigger picture. It never turns out a 
I'm looking at this next person and, and things are going to go right for me. No, because you're not walking in your own footpath mm-hmm. in your own steps of life. You're walking in somebody else's foot and steps of life and you're measuring your success to what you think somebody else's success is. Mm-hmm. I just did an exercise when I went to this, to this conference and the speaker said, close your eyes and look to the right. And and what does your higher self look like from, from the shoes all the way up, body type? And he said, look forward and open your eyes. He said, that is the person that you are in competition with. That is the person that you want to be. So you have to see what is success for you, not what is success in the other person's eyes. What is success for you? What is the best business owner that you can be for you? What is the most beautiful girl that you can be for you? And I promise you, that's what's going to help you be that person and what other people are going to see and what other people are going to admire. And so I don't, I don't feel like I'm in this business to, to be rich and have all the jewelry and have all the, the fancy cars and have all the, the jets. And I'm, I'm in this business to kind of prove it to myself. Like you've been through so much and look where you became. Like every day I'm proving to myself, I'm proving to myself that I'm worthy. I'm proving to myself that I can do it because I know what I went through. I, I opened my gym. I closed my gym. I got in a car accident during the time of a, during a time of a breakup. And I was on bed rest for two months with, with a broken neck, with a, a broken neck. I, I tore my neck in three places. Oh my God. I, I was an archaeologist. I hurt my back. I couldn't do archaeology at that time. I know what I went through. And I know if I keep going, I'm proving to myself that I can do it. And once I prove to myself that I can do it, I know that I'll be able to motivate that little girl that may feel like she's not able to do what it is that she wants to do in life, that she will do it. And no matter what happens, keep going. I've been talking to schools recently and I and I tell them. You can be whatever it is that you want to be. And if it doesn't work out the way that you saw it, keep going. Mm-hmm. Life, I t- I'm going to tell you the harsh truth that nobody probably ever told you. I said, well, they did tell you. You just didn't want to hear it. And you kicked and screamed. And <laughs> Nothing is always going to go your way. No, it's not. Life is never perfect. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to change your trajectory in life all the time. Keep your mind, keep your focus on the prize, but it's not going to be a narrow, straight walk. You are going to face some obstacles. You know, I feel like a Mario character sometimes. I feel like I'm <laughs> hopping over something, hopping over the next. Yeah. And it's getting okay. to the next phase. It's the next level, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, this level unlocked, what's next? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what's next? Every time I do something, I, I do celebrate. And that's something that I'm, I'm working on. It's like my mind is always focused on when I do the big thing, how can I talk? That's how it was with the magazine. I was like, well, the magazine is the biggest thing I ever did. Like, how can I? What now, is, what's your goal? Yeah. yeah. That? yeah. And I feel like having that type of mindset is my motivation that wakes me up each and every day to keep going. Okay, I just want to take a short break right now to discuss something that I've absolutely fallen in love with. Now, you know that I'm a big fan of whey protein and I'm never going to give that up, but I am also really loving the vegan diesel because it's amazing at crushing late night snacking. 
Diesel Vegan mixes up so smooth. And my tip is to just use one cup of chilled water, nothing less. And that is the secret. So there's two things that actually make this vegan different from all the rest. One is solathin and the other is mod carb. Both are organic super grains that are amazing at helping you feel full for longer. Listen, we all know the right diet is key, but every little secret hack can help. And this shake is super easy to drink. It has a really nice oat milk flavor. It's not chunky like a lot of the other plant proteins. And it also has five plant proteins mixed together in a way that makes it work exactly like whey does. If you're interested in trying some, click the link in my show notes or go to perfectsports.com and use code JVB, J as in Jennifer, V as in Victor, B as in Ball, at checkout, and you're going to save 20% off any of their amazing supplements and protein powder. So again, use JVB at checkout to save 20%. That's incredible. And I feel like you you come across so confident and it's because you are constantly proving to yourself and you are following through on what you truly want to do. And that builds confidence, you know, even when you're hit with an obstacle, okay, what's next? And you conquer that. Okay. What's next? And you know what? (laughs) You said it as, as you go through the higher levels, there's going to be bigger, more challenging problems. Right. But you're set up for that. You know, you know that they're going to be coming to you. Like I always said, like we have two businesses now, almost three. And it's like some days it's like obstacle after one another, like boom, 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 boom. But it's, this is, this is what it is. And you have to learn how to just, you know, deal with it, pivot quickly and Mm -hmm. also keep a positive outlook because when you look at it, it's like what you've always wanted, right? This is what you've always wanted and take a bigger look at, you know, what you've always wanted and what you're currently doing. And that can often help you get through those challenging times. It's, yeah, it's like the, it's kind of like the, the archaeology thing, even though I'm not. Yes. Let's dive I, into that because a lot of people yeah. listening on this podcast right now, they're in jobs and they want to do something. And most of them want to do something in the fitness space. So how, like you were an archeologist, like that's what you've always thought you were going to be. How, how did you go from that into full force into (laughs) fitness? Originally I, well, let's start from the beginning. I was 12 years old when I knew I wanted to be an archaeologist. I actually even going to the schools and it's kind of cool because I'm a fitness person now and I understand the nutrition and everything. And I told the little kids, I was like, how many in here had candy this morning and chips and, and soda and all the, all the crazy things? I said, don't lie, we all do it. And all the kids raised their hands. I said, and by noon, one o'clock, you're a little tired. You do one of these and you pretend like you're, you're paying attention, but you're really sleeping. And they're like, yeah. I said, that was me. I was 12 years old when I fell asleep in class mm-hmm. and the teacher woke me up and embarrassed me. And at this time I'm sitting next to my crush. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so embarrassed because I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'm like sitting next to my crush and she embarrasses me. She's like, Miss Davis, get up now. And I'm like drooling and everything. And she's like, read. And I'm like, she's like, archaeologists, keep reading. And as I kept reading, it said, archaeologist Howard Carter, 1922, discovered King Tut 
and he became a millionaire, found all the jewels and the gems and the treasure. I ran home so fast. You would have swear I was a track star. I said, mom, I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to be archaeologist. I dig in dirt. Oh, as a kid, we were digging in dirt. So I said, the same thing I was doing as a child, this man is doing it as an adult. And he's a millionaire. I'm like, I know what I'm going to be when I get older. And my mother kind of looked at me and was like, okay. Because just two months prior, I was watching Aaliyah on TV. And I was like, I'm going to be a dancer and a singer, right? So I'm in that phase where I'm transitioning, telling my mother, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And when I told my mom that I was going to be this archaeologist, she's like, okay. And a couple of months later, I'm telling her I'm going to be this archaeologist. Fast forward, we're in ninth grade. I said, mom, I know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm going to be an archaeologist. And at that point, my mom finally told me years later, she was like, this, when, I, when you said it at first, I was like, but she was like, as the years continue, I was like, this girl is serious. Mm. And so I ended up going to a technical high school. And so all the cool kids were taking cosmetology for hair and they were taking fashion. I was like, I want to go where the girls are going. And my mom said, you're going to take drafting. And I was the only girl in that class that's doing the blueprints and the she said, it's going to help you if you want to be an archaeologist. And so my mom saw the vision for me, but I didn't fully see it. Like it was still blurry. This is what I tell the kids too. Like make sure that you have someone that you can tell your vision to, good friends that you can tell your vision to, and parents and, and guardians and teachers, because they're going to be the one that's going to see that vision for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can't always see it yourself. And I took the drafting. During taking the drafting, I got great grades because I just had a natural thing for, you know, doing the blueprints, going on, on AutoCAD and doing a full house and graphing and mapping. Cool. I ended up leaving with a 3.8 in high school. And so I had the option to go to whatever, like really great colleges. People don't know this, but I actually had an interview with Harvard and Princeton. Oh, wow. I didn't get in because I went to a technical school. And at that time... You, I didn't have to take my math, right? And math is a core thing. I took drafting, so it took away from my math. And I didn't take all the core classes that you're supposed to take in high school because I was in a technical school. But these two people heard my dreams and they gave me scholarships through their firms to go to the college of my choice. And so I went to Rutgers University. And after Rutgers University, while I was in there, I studied abroad in England. I went to Manchester University. And then I got accepted into another study abroad program where I did my first dig as an archaeologist in Italy, a Roman villa in Vacone. So by the time I graduated college, I was prepared to be this archaeologist that I said I wanted to be by 12. And I landed my first federal project here in Philadelphia on I-95 as an archaeologist. And as I'm living in my dream and being on clouds, like what I said when I opened my gym, I got rear-ended at a stoplight. And I was so frail at that time when the car hit me, it gave me lower lumbar bulges, slip disc, and that pain shot down my legs and gave me bad pain. And at that time, we're excavating. I have to lift 45 pounds of dirt. I'm digging into the, into the freezing dirt in the wintertime as we're using propane heaters to heat up the dirt so I can I could not perform my job anymore. And once again, telling people what I want to be. I mean, I am literally annoying my physical therapist. What can I do to get back to archaeology? I want to get back to archaeology. He said, I don't want to tell you to get surgery. Have you ever thought about going in the gym and working on your core? 
And I've been small all my life. I'm like, I don't got to work out. I have abs. <laughs> and when I went to the gym, I couldn't perform a crunch. Mm. It was hard. It was difficult. I had no back strength. My core was weak. And so that was a challenge for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this strength back because I got a goal. I'm going to get back to archaeology. And as I'm working out, I'm learning how to do my pull-ups, my burpees, my my everything, sit-ups, everything that you could think of, my Russian twist. And a lady sees me in the gym on this one particular Sunday, full circle moment once again. I just found her business card after all these years. I forgot her name and her number. She said, I see something in you. I want to get you certified as a personal trainer. And I was like, okay. She got me certified, paid for it, helped me study everything. And I sat on it and I moved from New Jersey to Philadelphia and I was still working out in the gym because I wanted to get that strength back. And I met a, a friend named Sarah. She said, girl, you got a gift. I was like, yeah, but I'm going back to archaeology. I'm doing stuff in the lab right now. I want to get in the field. She said, you can do this part-time. She was like, you're doing it anyways. You're here after work. She said, put your business cards in the Planet Fitness. I said, they're going to <laughs> me out. She said, girl, just try it. Five years later, here I am. And now I'm known internationally as the archaeologist turned personal trainer. <laughs> I can always go back and do archaeology work in which I have at one point. I worked in the daytime and in the evening I worked as a, as a personal trainer. I've done it. I have something that I can always go back to as archaeologist. That will never leave. My education will never leave. That is a job that I have mastered and no one can take it away from me. But I also now have another thing that I can do. So a lot of times people say, well, I want to do this business, but I have a nine to five. That's perfect. You have a nine to five. For those people at home that want to be a personal trainer, but they have a nine to five or another job, think about online coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about creating challenges or creating an app. These are things that are going to work itself in your behalf for other people. While you're still working your nine to five, you can create an online program for somebody to follow and you can make your schedule on when you're available to train them while still working your full-time job. I wish somebody would have told me about online training years ago. Or doing Zoom training years ago, or yeah. to create an app, or even to have product. I will strongly suggest that people in the fitness world create product. Resistant bands. It's nothing to get resistant bands. And that's money that will generate and people will see your name on it. And it's still aligning with fitness until you're ready to, if you want to be full-time in fitness, depart from your job. I was still working three jobs before I said, you know what? This is it. I'm only going to do... I was an environmentalist <laughs> during that time. I was working on an archaeology project, and I was also working at Pandora in the mall doing the jewelry. And I left Pandora, and I was working on New Jersey Turnpike. And so I was working three other jobs in between part-time while still doing fitness. It's possible, but it's training. So work smarter, right? Not harder. So think about about online coaching you do a fabulous job with showing people how to do it online coaching looking into product products creating those challenges challenges are huge nowadays Absolutely. and it's usually the it's usually you know if you're at your nine to five job or whatever whatever you do mm -hmm. it's the people that are around you that are asking what 
you do, right? <laughs> so like utilize the people that are asking you for help, you know, yes. and you can, you can build a, a pretty good side hustle with just that, you know, using your current community where you work and you, you are that fit person in your community and use that as, you know, your first challenge, your, your first launching your first online, you know, eight week, 12 week challenge, whatever it is, but it's totally possible. I love that you say that Noelle. Yes, for sure. And that's why I, for that first story of being an archaeologist turned personal trainer, I feel like that can speak to the person that may have gotten into an accident and feels like there's no way out. You learn that I can work on my core and I can get that strength back where I can exercise and get the strength back where I lost it. Or that person that may feel they can never transition or they're stuck in the career that they want to be. I'm showing you that it's possible. You just have to use time management. Time management is very huge. Yeah, it's huge. And, and don't just jump into a career. Still keep your job, keep what's going to keep you income and use it as a hobby until mm. you get a full-time job. So it's like people can learn from either whatever way that you want to take it from, but there is a way in everything. And that's what I have been learning. And, and it all comes down to time management, dedication, passion, and focus. Oh, I love all those. I love all those. And time management, it does start there. It totally starts there. You know, I've, I've heard it time over and over again. You know, I just don't have any time. I have a full-time job. I don't have any time. But if you take a look at your schedule and, you know, we all deserve a little, we all deserve a little bit of rest, but, you know, watching three or four hours of TV per night, there's your time. There's your time to actually move the needle forward. You know, you don't have to cut it out completely if that's your time to, you know, unwind and, you know, rest your brain, you know, cut it down to an hour, but those three hours at night, use it for something positive, especially if you want to make a huge change in your life, whether it's fitness, whether it's a career change, you know, whatever you want, look at your time management first. Mm -hmm. I love, I love that tip. So what is, now that you've landed the cover and we're going to be doing some more fun things with you in the future for sure, but what is your next goal? So this <laughs> magazine has given me the confidence of life. Wow. And when I wrote in the magazine, I actually said, I, I'm so happy that I'm on the front cover because I am, I'm a normal girl from Philadelphia. I'm not a celebrity, right? I'm not huge. So this goes to show if you work hard towards something and you believe in yourself and you 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 pour into your passion, other people will see what you're doing and they will acknowledge that. And you gave me an opportunity to be on the newsstands so a little girl that may look like me can one day say, that's going to be me one day. I remember my very first billboard in Times Square. And... A little girl said, is that you? I said, yeah. She said, can I take a picture with you? One day I'm going to have a billboard in Times Square. And I feel like that is so important because we're, we're doing what we're doing to inspire the generation underneath us. I mean, yeah. in your case, your son is inspiring you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm taking tennis lessons now. <laughs> 
I'm taking yes, tennis lessons now. Yes, that is inspiring you. But our ultimate goal is to leave something behind for the generation Absolutely. that's coming up behind us. Yeah. So yeah. right now I'm working on how will I create something that when I have children, I can leave to them. So right now, I actually just did my five-year business plan that I never shared with anybody yet, but I have had more confidence. And after this magazine, I have been able to land three luxury apartment contracts wow. and also two corporate account contracts. So I changed my business plan into being Paris that has a headquarters here in Philadelphia, but now she is transitioning into being a corporate wellness and also residential wellness company. Mm, so now amazing. this will allow me to be able to go into other cities without an expensive overhead and say, hey, we, here in Philadelphia, we have worked with luxury apartments and, and senior homes and other corporations here in Philadelphia. We would like to have this here in New York. Or we would like to have this here in Tampa. We would like to have this here in Miami. I am now transitioning into that CEO businesswoman that I've always wanted to be. And I feel like this was a major unlocking in my journey as a personal trainer. Yeah. This is yes, I love I, it. You're using it in, yeah, I mean, this is what I I teach too. Like, it's like you get, this is like less than the 1%. And we're holding up the cover here for those of you that are listening. We're holding up the cover. You're less than 1%. Utilize it, leverage it, you know, keep yeah. using it. It's not, even though it's on newsstands for two months, you got to keep on reminding people of this win yeah. that you had and not just for you. It's, it's to inspire others and to create more opportunity so you can make a bigger impact in women's lives. And you've do, been doing such an incredible job. And I know that you're just going to keep, keep doing it with, you know, creating, creating more opportunities for yourself so you can help more women. And I just love it. I think it's, yeah, I think the thing. The thing that I want to do with this, well, mm -hmm. I want to get on national TV <laughs> for years. I can get on all the news stations here in Philadelphia. I've done it, but I want to get on national television so that I can share this story and say, hey, go and get. So in the next month, I'm dedicating my time, even if I have to drive down to New York to go talk to Good Morning America. I want to get on national TV to share this. And then also for my gym in a box. Yes, I am in ShopRite, but I wrote it in here. My goal is to get my gym in a box in big box stores mm. like Target or Dick's. Dick's would be like amazing for me. A Dick's or a Walmart. Just so that more people have accessibility. I feel like once people see it, yeah, you, you can't live without it. I mean, no, it's... No. It's a great start for anybody that wants to start working out from home. Well, where can everybody find you, connect with you, buy so, your products? So first, let's start with our fitness app. You can now download Gym in a Box by Paris Fit. You can type in Paris Fit or Gym in a Box on your Google Play or your Apple App Store. Okay. Um, we have over 200 different types of exercises, different programs. Right now, I have a 21-day challenge that is in a link in my bio on my Instagram, Paris Fit Philly. If you do follow me from this podcast, let me know. I would love to connect with you. And then my website is www.getparis.com 
www.getparisfit.com. That's www.getparisfit.com. And if you are ever in the beautiful brotherly love city of Philadelphia, make sure that you visit me. We are located in Old City at 2nd and Vine Street. So that is how you can connect with me. I would love to connect and inspire people. And if there's any other opportunities for me to motivate or share my story, I feel like this is now a part of my life. You, you actually sparked that I want to do more, be more of a philanthropist and more speaking engagements ever since this, because you're allowing me a platform to share my story and I want to take it bigger. Maybe one day I'll be a TEDx speaker or I'll speak at a convention. You just allowed me more. You boosted my confidence. I already was here. Like you can't, t- I'm, I'm like over the top. I'm out of the building. I have no doubt you're going to be where you want to be. You just have so much passion, dedication, you work hard. And I've loved watching your journey this far. And I cannot wait to continue following you and doing more work with you. I think you're an incredible human being. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast today. Guys, if you love this podcast, please take a screenshot, share it with a friend, tag us and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. We love to hear back from our listeners. Thank you so much, Noelle. And I will most likely have you back on the podcast. (laughs) Take care. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.